Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, January 4th, 2021. We are officially starting our first full week of shows in the 2021 season, also known as our second season here on the podcast. We had a great New Year's Day episode with my girlfriend, Valerie Burns, as we kicked off a new year and a new season. Well, here we are on Monday, starting things off with uh, our full week of shows that we've uh, been doing, same format, if you will, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but we we got the the week uh, kicked off right here, or we're going to try to anyway, get things going here. Uh, happy to be back with you. It's been quite uh, the past few weeks, really, with the uh, holidays and, and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, Christmas, and all these different things. Uh, I had an extended weekend again uh, with the three days off and everything. That was a blast. Uh, so 2021, in some ways, it's it's off to a, a good start already. And in some other ways, it, it seems like, okay, not much has changed. Maybe more of the same, same hypocrisies, the same things we've seen from 2020 that have spilled into this year already. But again, it's, we got a long way to go. It's only, uh, what, three or four days in now, uh, a long way to go and a lot, uh, hopefully more good things than bad. Uh, over the weekend, guys, there was a lot of football played. We're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, I'm going to save some of that for the conversation with my brother. Sam Hersema is our, our guest again on Mondays as he kind of uh, joins me to talk about a lot of the sports action from the weekend, mostly regarding football. And uh, there's plenty to talk about this week uh, in regards to the NFL season wrapping up on Sunday night, week 17. Congrats to the NFL for getting all 16 games in for all 32 teams out there. And uh, their playoffs are set. Their playoffs are set for next week. Game times, matchups, the whole enchilada, if you will. And you know what? Uh, Sam and I are pretty happy because our Los Angeles Rams were able to uh, make the be the sixth seed and will travel to the Seattle Seahawks next week for their uh, first playoff appearance uh, after – uh, the first one since the Super Bowl run two years ago. They did not make the playoffs last year. They did make the playoffs this year, and Sam and I uh, are very grateful for that, even though we know they probably will be one and done, but you never know. You never know in January. And so Sam and I are going to talk a lot about the Rams. We're going to talk about the playoff matchups now and also do a brief recap of the college football playoff games from over the weekend. Alabama cruised really over Notre Dame and, and probably I think it ended up being closer than it probably was. Uh, but also the shocker of the weekend and the college side of things was definitely Ohio state beating Clemson. So that is your upcoming national championship game between Alabama and Ohio state next week on Monday after all of the NFL playoff games on Saturday and Sunday, back to back triple headers 
I, I think it's going to be a great weekend. I'm very excited about it, especially with uh, my Rams being in the mix. So plenty to talk about with Sam, and we'll get to that stuff in just a second. Well, guys, over the weekend also was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and I've always been more of a New Year's Day kind of guy. New Year's Eve, yeah, I've gone out here and there. It's 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 okay, but you, you're around people that haven't been out all year, and then all of a sudden they're out, right, on New Year's Eve. And, and California didn't have that option this year as far as people being out, so it was a very different New Year's Eve. And I'll tell you, for me, the past four or five New Year's Eves, I've uh, I've been out driving, driving Uber, driving Lyft, uh, safely, of course, with a mask and gloves and all these, you know, uh, Lysol and all these uh, safety issues that uh, we take, um, as well as the passengers. So uh, very safe, very safe. But uh, anyway, I've been doing that for a few years now, and I was very curious what it was going to be like this year uh, out out in the uh, Uber Lyft world in on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, I should say. And it was different. It was very different. People weren't going out to bars and stuff like that because they're all closed, right, for uh, the, the lockdown. Uh, but it I hadn't driven a lot of Uber and Lyft. I got a regular job now, and so I don't do it as much as I used to. But a couple things during my long night of driving after work, jumping in the car and doing some uh, driving to make some extra money on New Year's Eve, I just I started to think of a few things. First of all, you know, guys, Perception matters, okay? Whether it be uh, the pictures we put out of ourselves or, you know, how you stand on that sidewalk. I mean, I- I'm sorry for anyone that hasn't been an Uber or Lyft driver. When the call comes in, hey, your next ride is uh, is Mark or whatever. You look at the picture. Some of the Lyft has a picture. And I'm sorry, but when I see a guy taking a weird selfie and, and he's got uh, weird clothes on or he's taking or it's a picture of him and his dog i don't know i just find that weird i feel a lot better when i when it, the guy's picture pops up and it's and it's him in a tie or something you know business kind of professional looking photo call me wrong for, for for thinking that but i gotta tell you nine times out of ten my perception from your photo uh kind of ends up ringing true and, and think about it that's not just uber and lyft driving like that's anything I'm not talking about your social media page or, or your different accounts or whatever, but like, I, I think if, if say you're going into a job interview and trust me, I, I was shocked at how some people dress for job interviews. Now uh, I'm no, I'm no expert on that, but I kind of know that you want to make a good impression. I think we we've almost lost this whole first impression thing. Even if it is something as simple as someone picking you up to give you a ride. I feel like there's not, a respect. There's not a, I'm not saying you need to be wearing a tuxedo or, or you need to be, uh, have this super nice professional photograph, but I'm just telling you it's, and also what's up with, okay. What's up with weird spellings of names? Okay. I I totally hear the, I hear, look at, I understand if you want to have a unique name, I applaud unique names. That is, I think, cool. It's it's different. You're, you're stepping outside the box. I've heard some great names of, of friends who's, who've had uh, kids uh, in recent years. I think it's great. One thing I just cannot wrap my head around is, I'll say them, uh, traditional names uh, that are spelled weird, like Maria, M-A-R-Y-H-I-A or something. 
or uh, I don't know, uh, Mark with uh, a CK or two Ks or, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you take a quote, a, a, not a normal name, but why would you take kind of a a common name and misspell it? Just like, are you trying to make your kids be miserable? Because there's nothing, trust me, this is coming from a guy with a weird last name who's always had to spell it, pronounce it, oh, and then give a description every time I am called for something or, or someone reads my name or whatever. It's it's a pain. And so sometimes you see names, and again, I'm not talking about weird, not well, sorry, I shouldn't say weird. That's, that's offensive these days. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, but unique names. If it's a unique name, hey, I think that's cool. As I mentioned, some of my friends, I was like, okay, that's different. I like that. But when you take a regular name, uh, Matthew with one T drives me nuts. I'm like, really? Really? Short for Matt, two Ts. Matthew with one T. I, I want to I I lose my mind. Uh, what's another one? I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Uh, I saw a few on the New Year's Eve, and I'm just like, what, what is – why would you take the name – that has this like traditional spelling and make it more difficult. Come on, don't do that. If you want to have a unique name, something different, by all means, I'm just saying. It's like trying hard when we don't need to. Maybe it doesn't speak to you guys, but but anyway, this is, these are the things you see driving late at night on New Year's Eve. And as the night starts to go on and people can't handle themselves or handle their alcohol and it starts to get uh, overwhelming and you're just like, why am I doing this? These are the things you start to think about. Weird name spellings and, and and people's picture pops up and, uh, you know, you're picking up Carl at, at 2.30 in the morning and you look at the picture and it's it's him and his uh, two dogs and you're just like, oh, well, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just saying for those of you who haven't driven for Uber, for Lyft, and you're picking up strangers, your picture matters. <laughs> your perception matters. It just does. Because I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, well, I know what to expect here. But but you do. I'm sorry. Colin Cowherd says quarterbacks shouldn't have a you know, backwards hat. I, 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 I agree with that. I got nothing against a backwards hat, but it's kind of like when you're the face of a franchise. Uh, I don't know. It just says something. So anyway, I'll, I'll get off that. I, I apologize. I'm, I'm all over the place, right? Uh, New Year's weekend. Uh, so I did that. Drove super late. Uh, made some money because it's always a very lucrative evening. And uh, so I did that. Some interesting stories if uh, anyone wants to know off the air, I can tell you. Uh, but anyway, watch the football games on New Year's Day. That's always, a, like I said, it's more fun day for me to to watch the college football games on New Year's Day than to be out partying New Year's Eve. It's just, it, it's better for me. It's a it's much better, uh, much more enjoyable thing. But anyway, uh, seeing the Rose Bowl played in Texas, of all places, how weird was that? See the Rose Bowl logo at midfield in, in Jerry's world? It just and, see, and they showed shots of the Rose Bowl in Pasadena just empty. And I'm like, man, New Year's Day, whether it's just the Rose Bowl game or a playoff game, I don't know. Not having the Rose Bowl, being in the Rose Bowl was just so odd. I'm just like, what, what in the world? Twilight Zone big time. Just, just totally, totally different. Uh, anyway, so that was my New Year's uh, day. Sunday or Saturday was low key. Watched some fighting, watched some boxing, watched some other football games too, but nothing, 
really. And then Sunday, more football watching. So uh, Valerie is kind of tired of me watching football and uh, she wants to kind of watch a movie. So I better get off this podcast here as I'm recording Sunday night and uh, get to spend some time with uh, with my lady uh, so that we can continue to have more podcasts in the future and keep her happy. Uh, one thing she called me out on the other day and fellas, I mean, some battles, he just, you just got to wave the white towel, right? And I'll say white towel because uh, it, it came up about folding towels, folding, you know, bath towels or whatever. And months ago, she told me she didn't like how I folded the towels. She wanted them a certain way. So I'm like, okay. So I tried my best to fold the towels her way because I don't really care how the towels are folded. So whatever, you like them this way, fine. So I go to fold. So yesterday I'm doing that. I'm folding the towels as I thought she wanted them. And she walks and she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I thought I was doing what she wanted. <laughs> and she's like, no, I told you, let me do them. I'm just going to have to redo them. And she took my pile of towels that I had folded her way, or at least what I thought were her way. And she unfolded them. And there was just this, I can't even tell you the feeling inside me. As I stared at her, I said, man, if the shoe was on the other foot here, you'd be furious. <laughs> She's like, I told you, just let me do them. So I'm like, man, I can't even do them her way right, guys. You know what I mean? Isn't that frustrating, guys? Maybe I'm just preaching to the choir or all you guys out there with wives or girlfriends are just like, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. So not only did I have to change how I folded the towels, which I can, I can accept, I can do, I can change, I can adapt. But then to find out that my new folding method of towels was not good enough and it had to be redone was hilarious. And I'm like, you're getting podcasted for this, Val. I'm, I'm telling people about this on the podcast. And she just rolled her eyes like she always does. And I'm like, man, oh, I thought we were something special. I can't even fold the towels correctly anyway. Enough of that. Uh, I got plenty of other things here that I wrote down that I wanted to vent and ramble about, but you guys don't need to hear any more of that stuff. Um, uh, you, you've heard plenty from me, and I'm sure you want to hear some sports talk talk with uh, me and my brother. So that's what you tune in for on Monday. So let's get right to that. Uh, enough out of me. I'll, I will have more stuff to vent on Wednesday, maybe not as much Friday, but I'll try to get it all off my chest and uh, get it out there to you guys so that uh, before the interview with Bill Barnes. So that, uh, uh, cause, cause guys for me, I gotta tell you this microphone at times, this is my place where I do need to vent. I gotta let things out and, uh, whether I do it clearly or not is a whole nother story, but I am always going to make, uh, my best effort to say what's on my mind and get it out there so that, uh, you guys will uh, hear what I got to say and uh, either agree or disagree or just say, Hey, stop talking, get to the next segment. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Now, happy Monday to everyone out there. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get to some football talk with my brother, Sam. Always a pleasure catching up with him. I got to uh, finish up this intro right now and go watch a, a movie with uh, Valerie. Uh, otherwise, uh, she may not let me watch any more football next weekend. So anyway, enough out of me. Happy Monday, guys. Let's get to our conversation with my brother, Sam Hersema. Well, it is the first Monday of 2021, and I am recording with my brother, Sam Hersema. We're actually recording on Sunday evening after most of the NFL games have been played. 
for week 17. We have some instant reactions as well as kind of a look forward at the playoffs now that they are pretty much official. Uh, Sam Hersema, happy 2021 to you. How's life treating you? Happy 2021. I hope it treats me as good as 2020. <laughs> You're the only person I know who wants a, a sequel to 2020. Well, yeah, I mean, you get free money. <laughs> you sound like a member of the teachers union. You just, uh, you liking this get paid and not having to work much thing. Well, I work just, I mean, <laughs> not hard. No, I just <laughs> enough. You work just enough, uh, much like our favorite football team, the uh, LA Rams who are playoff bound and we'll get to them in a second. But uh, Sam, how was your new year's Eve slash new year's day? Uh, I know you and I have had a few fun new year's eves uh, in the past when we used to kind of go out in downtown Fullerton and such, but me personally, I've always been more of a new year's day guy because there's football on. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like going out on new year's eve anymore really and there was no option for that this year anyway uh but tell me about those two days for you uh you know as we continue with the holiday talk well you know i i enjoy going out on new year's eve it's it's always fun to me it's a reason to get shit faced and not feel like a piece of shit (laughs) but uh yeah this this new year's eve i just stayed in i got uh i hung out with my lady for a little while Mm -hmm got drunk alone and lived the dream basically i was uh, i actually new year's day i was i uh, i was waking up early to go to big bear so i didn't even make it to the countdown i i got to nine o'clock almost 10 o'clock and i was like uh we're on new york time this is close enough <laughs> close enough indeed uh so you went skiing up in big bear right what was that like uh snowboarding up in big bear whoa yeah whoa. It, it, it was nice it was fun um it's been a long time. I'm started off not any good because it's been 14 years since I got on a snowboard. You know, I picked it up. I picked it up a little bit again. I really enjoyed myself. We uh, we brought sandwiches. We brought a couple of cocktails and drank in the parking lot. Ate in the parking lot. Nice. Went snowboarding. Came back. Did the same. And then uh, had a nice five hour drive home. Oh. Ouch. That's painful. Uh, what was it like on the slopes? Was there a lot of people? Uh, did you get injured? Cause I know us Hersema guys, uh, out there on the snow, uh, typically there's injury involved one way or another. So what was it like for you? I fell a lot in the beginning because I was just getting adjusted to it. I, I, and I, it all came back to me. I remembered, I do not like my feet strapped to a board. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like cuffing yourself. Why would you do that? Yeah. But at one time when I fell, like I felt like I felt the, uh, my knee went the wrong way and brought back some painful memories from my old knee injury, but it was actually the opposite knee. And so now it's, it's a little sore, a little meniscus is a little sore. And, and I know something stretched where it shouldn't have, but you know, it's not too bad. A little play, couple of bruises. You play through it, right? Yeah. It's January. Yeah. Everything feels the same after two glasses of whiskey anyway. So. <laughs> nice. Well, what was it like up there? Were, were they making people wear masks, even though it was outside? I know it's cold anyway, so there's probably face coverings. But what, what was it like? What was the vibe with everybody since there's all these restrictions in California? They weren't really enforcing it, but everyone was anyways because it was so cold. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wore a mask because I wanted my face covered. It was, it, was, it was really cold in the morning. 
but you know, no one's, I mean, if you want to do something COVID friendly, you're wearing gloves the whole time. You're not boarding like on the same board with anybody. You're wearing a facial covering because it's cold. You're all bundled up. It's the most COVID friendly thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was pretty legit. I mean, it was, it was very crowded. Actually, I was very shocked about that, but Hence so, the five-hour drive home. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So you didn't get a chance to watch the uh, college football playoffs games then. Uh, you didn't, you honestly didn't miss much, but uh, did you at least see highlights or anything? Yeah, I saw a few. Uh, we all knew Notre Dame was not going to do anything. That's what they do. They're like SC 2.0 when it comes to the bowl games in January. But I was really shocked at uh, Ohio State. That surprised a lot of people. And I think with Dabble Sweeney kind of giving them some uh, extra motivation, uh, that probably didn't help. You know, even though I agreed with him, the fact that, okay, you played six games or whatever, six games, and you you shouldn't be uh, in the conversation with the other teams who played, you know, almost double digit games. But anyway, uh, they, they showed up, they played well, they beat Clemson and uh, they got themselves a date with, Alabama, who is undefeated, and uh, the, well, they're both undefeated, but that should be quite a game come uh, Monday, January 11th. It'd be a good one. Alabama's probably more and more than likely easily going to take it, but then again, I thought Clemson was going to beat the crap out of Ohio, Ohio State, so you never know. What are your thoughts, Sam, on college football versus, okay, the NFL? In professional sports, you know, the worst team gets to go in and get these draft picks, uh, picks higher, if you will. And so it's – and there's free agency. There's all this stuff. So I think in professional sports, at least in the NFL, you do see a lot more parity where, sure, there's some really good teams who are consistently there. But it seems like every season there's a team or two that comes out of nowhere – and makes a run and in college it's just the exact opposite the way it's set up now it just seems like the rich get richer and the top teams in college football are just going to continue to get the top recruits and i wouldn't be surprised if it's these same exact four teams in the playoff next year yeah it's it's really always been that even even the years uh even the years that boise state should have had a shot at the national title they never they never got it yeah it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's basically, it's, (laughs) I'm going to get a little political here. Oh boy. If, if systemic racism existed, that's what it is. (laughs) Oh Yeah. I don't quite know what to make and make of that, but (laughs) yeah, it, it basically, it basically means that you're set in a position just because of your name and just because of quote unquote, quote unquote, your color or your school. And you're automatically going to be put in the top 10, no yeah. matter what. It's so, I don't necessarily believe that applies to racism, but uh, yeah, if that's what it was, if, if it did exist, that's what it is. <laughs> well, I think that the, the top college football teams, they're going to continue to get the top recruits. And that's why you see uh, the same teams up there every year. Now, is it, is it amazing what Alabama's done the past decade? Yes, it is. Uh, USC at one time uh, attempted to have a run like this. And and in the past, there's been other teams that were good and consistent all the time. But I think in this current format, the fact that 
kids want to play in the playoff. They want to be on TV in those big games. They're going to continue to go to those four schools. I mean, uh, other than that, I mean, I, I don't know. I personally, I would like to see a 16 team playoff and some people would be like, that's too many teams, but you know what? There's over a hundred teams in college football. I say, give every conference champion, let them in, whether it be the PAC 12 or the Sunbelt conference, and then mix in some at larges. Will there be some blowout games? Yeah, but that's, that's, you still should be able if you win uh, your conference or go undefeated like Cincinnati did to get a shot at, at one of the bigger schools. So you and I both love March Madness, and I know basketball is different than football, but still, I think why play the game if it's only going to really include? Let's see, what would you say? Probably seven to eight teams really are the only have are the only ones considered for a playoff. Even close to being considered. Yeah. So it's what needs to happen. I, I agree with that. I, I agree. You need to have a full blown playoff. I, I like your format and people won't like it, but shorten the season by two games. Really? Why, why do you say that? Just because if you're going to add playoffs and you're going to add extra games for, for people that are going to be risking going to the NFL. Cause you know, if you're, if you're in, if you're, you're going all out. If you're going all all out for the national championship, odds are you're a player that's going to be that is going to be considered at the next level. Shorten the season by two games, but add that playoff. Uh, I don't know if I like that. I like I like the twelve game season. I think you should play every single team in your conference. Well, I guess you can't do that with some of the teams that are. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. You, you got to play everyone in your division at least of your conference. I think every conference should have a championship game, which I think most do now anyway but that gives you your champion as far as who gets in. And, and then you go from there. So uh, I don't know if you're going to say, you want to say 10 games. Um, I, I guess I understand where you're coming from, but I, I like 12 games in college football. That's just me though. Well, when it all comes down to it, when like when USC plays Hawaii, who really cares about that game? Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about that. Cut that game out and add, and add playoffs. That's a game that people are going to care about. People yeah. are not going to care about USC versus, uh, I don't know, Appalachian State or whatever, you know? Well, I would care about Hawaii-USC if it was, you know, the Mountain West champion and the Pac-12 champion, like in a playoff game. Yeah, I would care about that game. Exactly. I'd, I'd watch it. And that's uh, why you take the regular season game out and you make it. And later on, it, it might be a playoff game. Yeah, I, I guess we're only talking about two extra weeks here, two extra games. For years, all we heard was, uh, college kids can't play games in December and have a whole, they already are playing this year. They're playing in December. There's bowl games. Uh, they're practicing that entire time in December. It's not like they're, they're only doing finals. Uh, there wouldn't be a whole lot of change. It's just extra games. You don't get these three or four week breaks. You get 10 days or seven days like you do all season. So I think it would be a true playoff uh, playoff. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Uh, what we have right now is just four of the top teams in college football on paper. And yes, they do deliver as well, but it's just like, Oh, we're going to see these same four teams next year and the year after probably. Yeah. You might get one, you might get one, one off team or whatever it's called that weasels their way in there. But for the most part, you're, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see Alabama. You're going to see Clemson. You're going to see Ohio State. Um, Notre Dame's not, usually not in there. Uh, you're going to see Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, Texas. 
And, and speaking of Texas, Sam, I mean, because I, I, I look at Texas and USC as very similar programs. Notre Dame's been doing well, so you can't really put them in this conversation. But Texas and USC are two programs that are just they're they come from good football states as far as recruiting goes. They're probably the biggest brand in their region, and you know they're just underachieving. And uh, Texas fired Tom Herman uh, over the weekend after winning a bowl game, and you know just not living up to expectations. I guess they immediately hired former USC head coach Steve Sarkeesian uh, as their new head coach. So Texas, they've been spending some money. Uh, what did you make of? them firing Tom Herman and paying him all, all of his buyout and then turning around and, and hiring Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, the state of Texas, Sarkeesian is going to have to be way more strategic when he buys booze. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful, Sark. We, we, well, we've been there. You can't, you can't go into a grocery store and buy a bottle, big guy. <laughs> He's got to be careful with his. Yeah. I, I think he's sober allegedly for all these years at Alabama, but uh, I don't know. It seems like he's, he's not only getting a second chance, but he's getting one of the best jobs in all of college football, I think. And it, it's just intriguing to me that a program that big is, I wouldn't say roll the dice, but they're, they're putting their faith in a guy who's had some off the field issues. Apparently he's, he's clean and sober and he's done well at Alabama I don't know. It just kind of jumped out to me at, at, with their hiring. But quite honestly, the last three coaches Texas has hired or whatever it's been have kind of made you roll your eyes a little bit too. So I don't know. Maybe it makes sense. Why not take a chance on him? People mm-hmm. forget like when he was offensive coordinator at UFC, a UFC, wow, USC, <laughs> um, People wanted him after Pete Carroll, but then he took a job at Washington. He did some good things up there. Oh yeah. And they ended up coming back to USC and not and underwhelming and getting drunk and who knows what whatever the hell he was doing in hotel rooms. But you know, he got his second chance under Saban and he thrived a little bit. And now he's kind of getting a third chance in my opinion. But it, it rolled the dice. Yeah. Why not? No, in my I, opinion. I think it's it's a it's an interest intriguing hire, and I think he's going to do well. I really do. Um, I was curious what what his second chance was going to be, and uh, hey, here it is. It's a big one. So Texas, I'll tell you what, they don't stand losing very much out there. I, I think their reactions and the way they do things is a lot better than USC is. USC is just like, oh, good job. They they play football here occasionally. It's just like they almost. I feel like the USC administration looks at football as like a, a PE class. Like they, they don't, they don't take it serious. It's just another subject. Like they, they, the, the administration does not embrace the, the, the culture and the tradition that once was SC. And then you look a few thousand miles away at a, at a program like Texas, they are diehard. They are like, we got to get better, this and that. You just don't see that level of commitment at USC. Yeah. I, I, Texas football is—they're always—they're always trying to push to be more. You at USC, like they—they they stopped trying over <laughs> five years ago. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's—it's it's like ever since Pete Carroll left, it's been—it's been a slow downgrade. Oh, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, it's hundred uh, percent. It's—it uh, has been. It's been. You figured okay, they'll bounce back, but they just have not been 
relevant. I'm sorry. They, they, they just haven't. And it's, uh, it's sad to see, but I, I wish Sark the best at, at Texas. And uh, I, I know you didn't watch much college football. There were some good games on, uh, but definitely the storyline for us is uh, the NFL and the season wrapped up on Sunday. There's one more game left tonight. That's going to go here in a second, but I got to tell you, Sam, when the NFL started its season in September in these empty stadiums and these, these COVID protocols, did you really think that they would get through an entire season without having to cancel any games? No, I didn't. Um, I thought it was going to, they were going to come up with something to cancel games for everything to be fair for everybody, whatever, but they, they, they've done, they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. And you notice there's no little, uh, they may still have little messages on there about uh, social injustice and shit like that, but it's not, it, no one's paying attention to it anymore. Isn't it odd? It is odd. Oh, for sure. It's uh, you know, the NBA, we, I, I talked about the big difference between the NBA and the NFL is that, okay, the NFL made their big, their big thing, they, you know, opening week or whatever. And then it, it's, it's just been little messages on the back of helmets, you know, behind goalposts, this and that. You, you barely notice it. Whereas in the NBA, it was just everywhere. It was so present and okay. You, 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 I don't know. We, we don't have to get into all that stuff, the politics of it and everything, but um, yeah. I, I am shocked really that the NFL was able to, navigate this thing because they didn't cancel games they moved games around i know you and i have joked all season about how cool it was to see like uh afternoon games on wednesdays and you know thursdays or tuesdays i mean it was it was cool monday night football double headers not easy but i i do think they deserve some credit for getting the entire season in hell yeah i have a ton of respect for it and you know maybe try doing some of this stuff again next year <laughs> I like yeah. I like having I like having a Wednesday afternoon game. It's great. It's it is cool. I mean, I say football seven days a week. Let's let's make it happen. I mean, uh, you know, push aside these other these other sports. Uh, it should be it should be national law. There should be some sort of football played every day of the week during football season. I'm in. I I, I love it. I love the idea. It's fantastic. signed it in, signed it into effect now. But you know, we don't have a president that would do that. No. <laughs> I do find it interesting that, you know, everyone talking about how the NFL, you know, people are going to die. It's uh, COVID and the virus and all that. Like they got the season in and, and were there, were there some situations where guys, you know, there was positive tests and maybe guys couldn't play or whatever. Sure there was, but they managed to really work this out. And I don't know how they did it. I really don't. I mean, the schedule changes, I think everyone bought into understanding that, Hey, there could be some obstacles here, but it's just something we're going to have to deal with this season. So uh, every team is going to place their 16 games. And I know that's important for the players because that's how their game checks are are divvied up. If you know, they got to get all those games in to get their full game check. So I think that absolutely has something to do with it too. Right. Yeah. It was just, it was a job well done by the NFL, you know, I, and even, even so I'm not going to scrutinize the, any other sports NBA, they still got a shortened season in, in a bubble. Everyone adapted to what they had to do, Mm -hmm. but I think the NFL did it it the best. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, And that said, everyone else now has had to be delayed a little bit. Like 
the NHL hasn't started yet. Uh, basketball started a little later than they typically do, but they're going right now in the NBA. Um, but football just, they started on time and they stayed on track. It, it's been, it's been fascinating to see. So, uh, but some of the storylines, Sam, you and I obviously have to immediately discuss the Los Angeles Rams, uh, who were victorious today over the Arizona Cardinals. And I want to start it with this. Uh, John Wolford was the Rams backup quarterback had never taken an NFL snap. He has played in the AAF, which was the American Alliance of Fo- football, uh, league, uh, he, he was pretty good there. He went to Wake Forest. He's got a little bit of mobility to him as far as, uh, you know, scrambling and everything. Uh, he got the start, had some good spots, uh, threw the ball okay. Didn't start the game great with his first NFL pass. And I'll let you kind of walk us through that. But, man, that first pass he threw, you had to just be rolling your eyes and going, oh, here we go. Yeah, that for that first play, I was I was sitting back. I I hadn't even started drinking yet. I was thinking about it, and first pass <laughs> through an interception. I was like, "Of oh, fucking course!" And then I pulled myself poured myself a whiskey. <laughs> Pretty much handed and, Arizona seven points. Yeah, but you know it, he he slowly built up throughout the game. He he was rather impressive. He it was all about um. Uh, clock management and uh, who had the ball longer. And then they played that to a T today. Perfectly. They really did. And, and they got a little bit of luck. They're fortunate. And, and even though, you know, I, I don't want him hurt long-term or anything. I hope he's okay. Is Kyler Murray on the first series, he got injured on a sack. Looked like his ankle got rolled up on. He just, he, he came back in the game late, but him being out of the game, was a very big deal for the Rams and for the Cardinals because their backup played okay, but again, he's a backup. And these guys you've never heard before now have to go in, in the biggest game of the season for both teams, uh, basically win and you're in playoff type of games. And it was just crazy that it's it's down to two backup quarterbacks who really haven't played much, but that's just how football is sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, it was like both teams – both teams had to deal with the same thing, basically. And Kyler Murray tried to get back in there. Yeah. But you could tell something just wasn't right, you know. So it, it was it was a good it was a good overall game. I, I was I was rather impressed with the Rams. The defense did their job as usual. Jalen Ramsey has not has not stopped like being all over the uh, the the other team's best receiver all year. He's he's had a phenomenal year. Um, Aaron Donald does what he does and the whole, the whole defense together, they just, they click and the offense, you know, the offense did what they had to do today. They they did enough. And the defense was a spectacular, very good against the run in general, Uh, gave up a few plays here and there, but also prevented some very big plays. Um, uh, Lindsay theory is a Rams reporter. Uh, She tweeted this after the game in talking to, uh, Rams quarterback John Wolford, who I'm not, I think he was going to be an accountant or something. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he was studying to be, but he, after the game, he said, uh, Football ends at some point, so I'll probably keep my LinkedIn account up, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> uh, he's just, you know, like, hey, okay. He, he's the moment wasn't really too big for him. He understands that football is, uh, hey, not always going to be there. And his, his career probably won't be a Hall of Fame or anything. But I liked what he did overall. If I look at the big picture, 
I thought he he did well. It, it, I've never seen him play. You don't know what to expect out of a backup quarterback. And I can honestly say I think the Rams have a pretty decent backup quarterback there. He's he's perfect to me. He, I, I I like his mobility. I always like a little mobility in my quarterback. Mm-hmm. And at a, at a certain point, he just stopped. Like in the very beginning of the game, he stopped throwing, just started running the ball. <laughs> And it was it was pretty awesome. I mean that you have to like you you have to let the defense know, hey, like this is something new. I can do this. You're not used to this seeing this on the Rams offense, but I can do this now. So now you got to worry about this. And now that and then that opened up the field, and he was able to he was able to complete a lot of passes after that. He did a good job. Yeah, no, he he really did. I was I was impressed with him. I was impressed with some of the throws he made. He was just off on a couple of them where guys were open, uh, but overall. Did a very good job. Now, do I still want Jared Goff to be the quarterback? Yes, yes, I do. And it looks like he's going to be back uh, next week as the Rams will travel to Seattle for the second time in two weeks. They will face the number three seeded Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I don't know what day it's going to be yet, but what do you make of that matchup, Sam, considering that the Rams were just up there last week and lost a close game where – Jared Goff played probably one of the worst games he's ever played. I honestly can't see him being that bad again. So I'm a little hopeful that the Rams offense will play better. I, I just not am sure about his throwing hand and his thumb. So what do you make of the, the Rams uh, matchup here in the playoffs? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's poetic, you know, they, uh, Seattle, Seattle's a tough team. It's it, that game. The game is always fun. I still remember just a few years ago, this game all, uh, between Seattle and the Rams always ended like nine to six or something. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was all. But it's still to this day, it's a fun game to watch, and it could go either way. I like the matchup. Uh, I predicted throughout this entire season that the Rams are going to get in and lose their first game, and I'm probably still going to stand by that because I just. I don't see anything special in the Rams and Russell Wilson in the playoffs, just his numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I will say that after missing the playoffs last year, uh, coming off that Super Bowl appearance, that was disappointing. So to get in the playoffs, it, it, you and I have been Rams fans a long time. Look, you got to appreciate the times they get in because you and I know it doesn't happen very often. And, and for them to get in the playoffs years ago, when we were watching three and 13 teams, uh, we would have given anything for the Rams to get above 500. Please win eight games. Please win nine games. And here they are. They're doing it. Even in the year they lost the playoffs, they or didn't go to the playoffs. They went nine and seven. So for the Rams to get back in this tournament, as they say, get back in the dance, I, I think that's a great step. And yeah, if they do lose, hey, I can live with it. You and I have been watching losing Rams football for years, but I'm just happy they're back in. Yeah, you and me both. It's... <laughs> Sorry, I just had to mute myself and open a beer. Oh, you don't have to mute yourself for that. Uh, Cause for celebration, the Los Angeles Rams are back in the NFL playoffs. Uh, Very excited about that. First year of the new stadium, although it doesn't look like they're going to play any games in it. As far as the playoffs go, they got to go up to cold and rainy Seattle. But you mentioned it, Sam. You know, that's a team they match up well with, even though Seattle beat them two weeks ago. Uh, Aaron Donald can get hot. Uh, what I like about the Rams is that they're based off of kind of this ugliness, this defensive-minded team. 
Uh, didn't run the ball great today, but typically they run the ball okay. I think those kind of features, those character traits of a team could be good in the playoffs in some bad weather, playing good defense and running the ball. I don't know. Maybe they could sneak out a win or two. They could also get blown out. But I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the potential of what the Rams could do in the playoffs? Well, it just flashes back to the uh, 2000, wait, 2000, 2001 uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh-huh. They were pure defense. And that, was, that, and that, that got them through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It, was fun, it was fun to watch, too. I was thinking, I was actually thinking about this today. Defense in general in the NFL are the unsung heroes. Mm-hmm. And bear with me. Okay. You, you have these different rules that go into effect every single year. And each one always cater to the offense. And what do defenses do? They adjust. They get a pe- they get penalties called on them over and over and over again. Takes a year, then they adjust. And we're not far from like yeah, you can't do helmet to helmet now. We're not far from oh yeah, all right, you can't hit them in the knees either. You just got to let yourself get unloaded on <laughs> by a large tight end and just hold on for dear life. We're not yeah. far from that. So defenses are still defense in general is still the number one most important side of the ball. And it's, it's amazing what the Rams have done this season. They haven't had a great season, but their defense is – their defense has done more than held their own. They all, did, they all scored the offense today, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they got the, the, uh, the safety. Then they got the pick six, so that's nine points. So, well, let's see, nine of the 18, I guess. Yeah, so they, they did half the work, we'll say. Oh, yeah, half and half. But that's still – that's amazing. And anybody – if you're not in – more often than not, you're not going to win a Super Bowl without a, a, at least an above average defense. And that's people are like, we've had this conversation before. People are going to say, this is boring. It's a low scoring game. No, I love when a game ends like, I don't know, like nine to six, like the Rams Seattle games used to end, or even like, even something, even something different than that. It's just, it's fun to watch. And the Rams defense is very fun to watch. So I think that might be our only saving grace or the Rams only saving grace. My apologies. Uh, in the playoffs, that might get the Rams a victory. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think, look at name a better defense in the league right now. I, I just, I know it's not a defensive league anymore, but defense still matters. I mean, especially in January. Now, again, we're, we're talking, we're analyzing this. The Rams could go up to Seattle, get blown out or, or lose, you know, whatever. Like the bottom line is they got a very good defense. Uh, the secondary, the front line looks unbelievable. I mean, Aaron Donald is, is Superman. And then, but they, Morgan Fox, I mean, uh, Greg Gaines clogging up the middle a little bit. They got some really good defensive players overall. And you can tell they definitely fuel the team. They, they, the offense knows that they got a good supporting uh, side of the ball and the defense has really taken ownership of the team and, and how, how that team is driven. So I am, I'm, I want next week to get here already um, again. So you and I can be disappointed. Know that <laughs> we're not very optimistic. We try to be, but we also know the Rams. We know how we've read this book before. And so we, we try not to get too high of hope because it's much better to be pleasantly surprised, right? Than to get let down. 
In my 32 years, almost 33 years of existence, the Rams have only not let me down one time. <laughs> and that's, that was the 1999-2000 Super Bowl. Yes. So put that into your statistics playbook or whatever, and odds are it's going to take another 20 years before the Rams win the Super Bowl again. So wow. cheers. Cheers, indeed. We'll see what happens next week. Before we get into more playoff talk, I got I to gotta bring this up because this just came across. Uh, Clay Travis just tweeted this. Uh, representative for the U.S. Congress, Guy, Rent, let's see, how do you say his name? Res Chent Haler. Res Chent Haler? Uh, anyway, whatever. Um, he said a prayer. Let's see. Or maybe it wasn't him. Maybe he just tweeted this. Yeah, it wasn't him. I'm sorry. He tweeted this, but there was a prayer to open the 117th Congress. And the guy who did the prayer, he ended it with a man and also a women. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. This, this was, this was literally just happened. And uh, apparently you just can never be woke enough. You know what I mean? That's what Clay Travis said here. Who I follow and get, a, get a kick out of what, what, what is this country becoming of Sam? You, now amen needs to be changed or, or it's offending or it's, it's, it's not inclusive or is to include whatever the, I don't even know the word I'm worked up over it. Now you can, amen, a women, God. stop it. God. It's just like uh, a tranny. Oh, a human, a, a, whatever, whatever you identify with, whatever you're comfortable with. We're so, this country is so fucking soft now. I'm not the most manly man in the world, but this country is so soft, so incredibly woke. I, I it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I fear, I oh. fear for the next, I fear for the next decade. Yeah. If we make it that far, I mean, who knows? I mean, we, we just, we worry and we attack the wrong things every freaking day. Every single time. And, and Trey, Clay Travis makes a good point here, and I just looked it up just to confirm it. Uh, do you know what amen stands for? Do, do, you know, do you know what amen, the phrase, means? It's not, it has nothing to do with gender. What is it? It's, it's I, recall, Latin, I recall hearing something about this, but I, I don't know it. It's a Latin, uh, it's a Latin phrase or in Latin, whatever. It, it means so be it. And that's why it's said at the end of prayers or hymns. Amen. A woman, a women, whatever. Okay. Sorry. That's just, I'm just, this, this has to stop. And I don't know when people are going to stand up and say, uh, you're being, you're being a coward by, uh, by uttering stupid stuff like this, trying to please God knows who it's just, this is why I've always said, Sam, there's so many issues in our country where, okay, maybe it's not that big a deal or maybe it, you don't care very much or I don't care very much, but I've said it many times. If you give certain groups of people or mobs or whatever, if you give them one inch, it's never enough. They want more. They want more. It, it's, oh, you understand what I'm trying to say? Well, yeah. It was, you know, yeah it, it, it's a step process with the, with the liberals for the most part. It was... Years ago, it was a uh, gay marriage, which I didn't really care about. Like, I was just like, whatever, everyone deserves to be miserable. But now here we are, here we are 10 to 12 years later, and it's talking about a third gender. Like there's like, like you, like a uh, gender neutral restrooms. It's talking about 
there's a third gender out there. No, there's man and woman. You can shut the fuck up, look down, see what you have, and that's what you are. She, oh boy, I don't know what happened. How we how we went away from all this. Let's let's get that's because because that's what happens. That's what happens with the liberal agenda and what we're at right now. That has to do what happened in two thousand eight is and, and it was it's been a step process from then until now. Do I give a shit about gay marriage? No, I don't care. Bless you, be happy, whatever, be miserable. But everything they do is a is a is a slight nudge in their direction, and they it's it, they play the long game, and it's all they do. Well, people talk about like radical sides, the radical left, right, or the you know, and they're like, oh, the radical left. You just think it's it's radical because you're on the right. Well, well, name for me something on the right that on the conservative side of things, not even in the extreme right or whatever, that just people want it. Name something they're trying to change. That seems like the extreme left in the country is trying to change everything, everything. They want to. They want to make everything different. Take away our history. Take, that to me is radical. Not not a conservative side of 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 life where people just want to like. Uh, yeah, let's remember our foundations. There were some mistakes made. Let's try to learn from them, and let's let everyone kind of do their own thing. Like, not not. Uh, restrict people or or force people to to live a certain way you know yeah and i'm I'm not even conservative i'm more libertarian i'm live and let live just don't tax me (laughs) yeah but you know like i was i actually uh, i'll make it short and sweet i had a i had an i went when i was out dating i had a date with a uh, with a beautiful um african african-american woman and, you know, we had a good time. We had drinks. We, we went out and she actually asked me what my political affiliation was, like what I thought. And I said, well, I'm, I'm for the most part, I'm conservative, but I'm really like libertarian. She was like, well, really? I was raised to think conservatives are racist. And it's the other side to, to answer your question, the other side, the, the, the younger people, the younger generation and the people who don't know better are being poisoned. And it all comes back to the media. Mm-hmm. They're being poisoned to, to believe that people like us are, are racist or people like me, I can't speak for you. People like, uh, people like me are, are racist. And, and, you know, I'm kind of done, kind of done with the whole thing. I'm just like, all right, well. Oh, it's ridiculous. Whatever. Well, I, I had a similar situation where someone I was dating, they like, I don't know if she asked me how it came up, but she was, I said, yeah, I'm Republican or I'm conservative or whatever. And she goes, oh, so you don't care about poor people. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's what you got from me identifying uh, my political party? Like, <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. people are always thrown these, these extreme scenarios or definitions of something, and it's just not true. We need to start doing a better job, uh, all of us collectively, to, you know, break things down, really look at them, not be like, oh, this guy, uh, I think, okay, as an example, I, you and I both don't like the Raiders. We were raised that, you know, hate the Raiders, right? And we, yeah. there's probably this stereotypical Raider fan type of guy out there, if we're honest. I won't go into details. Uh, it's, it's very similar to some of the uh, Dodger fans these days. There's just, uh, that, that's Criminals. all. There's <laughs> a certain element, we'll say, or whatever. But, like, you, you can't just be like, Oh, this guy's a Raider fan, so he's a bad person, or he, he, you know, 
you, you have to like make your own opinion about people just based off of what you think they're who they are. You have to know who they are, learn who they are. You can't just be like, Oh, this guy, uh, uh, you know, Sam, you're a white dude from Glendora. I, this is what I think about you. It's like, wait a minute. You don't know me at all. So I think sometimes we, we, we put these labels on people and we can't do that. And, and the crazy thing is that the people that are so against that, they turn around and do it probably more than the people they are uh, saying, you know, accusing of, you know what I mean? Yeah. My, uh, my solution to all of that, to everything, to anytime it comes down to white privilege or anytime someone calls me a certain word or anything like that, it's, it's just like, yeah, I am. Okay. Whatever. I am. <laughs> you call, call, call me racist. Be like, okay. Yeah, I am. All right. Fine. Let's move on. You're not racist, Sam. You're not racist. I'm not, I'm not a racist at all, but now I'm just, to, I'm, I've learned to just roll with it at this point. <laughs> It's just, it's, don't do that. Oh yeah, because like, what? You, what? And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can only be called a name or accused of something for so long between you're like, okay, there's no use arguing with you. Uh, but no. Well, I, do do you know where the term cracker came from? No, I'm sure you'll tell us though. Everyone thinks it's actually like cracker, like a cracker, you know, the one you eat. Yeah, cracker, <laughs> cracker actually came from the one, the person who quote-unquote cracks the whip oh wow so how offensive is that when you really think about it oh that is deeply I'm, offensive. I'm not i'm not i'm not saying it's equivalent it is no way is but that's pretty offensive when you call somebody that well i don't yeah. really care i don't care and would be like yeah call me a cracker i don't give a shit man that yeah. is crazy i never heard that um and man we didn't we didn't rehearse any of this to these topics or anything uh but it's just, just you and me and my brother talking here uh that is, yeah I've, wow now that really kind of angers me when people say that um no yeah. crazy stuff well, let's talk about some more positive stuff let's let's get away from that stuff uh yeah we got off, we got off topic let's talk about um unicorns and dandelions <laughs> something happy uh no let's get back to football uh the nfl so the playoffs are set we've probably talked enough about the rams uh, our our two listeners are probably tired of hearing it but the playoffs are set there's one game being played tonight it's the uh, eagles and the redskins if the redskins win they are the a nfc east champs if they lose the new york football giants will be the nfc east champs and uh, only thing that will change is uh is who who gets that four seed everything else is is situated so uh let's run down the nfc first um because as we've already kind of started talking about the rams the packers won today uh so they are the uh best record they're the number one seed in the nfc they are 13 and 3 they will have a bye next week typically in the AFC and NFC, there's six teams that get in. The top two seeds get buys. This year, they added a playoff team in each conference, and only the number one seed gets a buy. First of all, before we continue, what do you think of that new format, Sam? The fact that the two seed doesn't get a buy and that there's an extra playoff team this year. I like it. I don't. I don't think a. I don't think second place should ever get an, a, a, a buy. Yeah. I, I like that it rewards the, the best team, the one only team. And I do like seven teams. I like that, that extra wild card. It's still 14 of 32 teams. So it's still not even half of the league that is getting a playoff spot, which I like. I don't like when 
you know, most of the league gets in the playoffs or whatever. So seven teams in each conference. Uh, as we mentioned, Green Bay has the one seed. The two seed will be the New Orleans Saints, who are 12 and four, and they are going to play. They're going to host the eight and eight Chicago Bears, who managed to get in the playoffs despite not having a winning record. Uh, they kind of got on a little winning streak here the past few weeks and managed to get back in in the playoff picture and ultimately in the playoffs. What do you make of the Bears going to New Orleans next weekend? Mm, they're going to get destroyed. <laughs> New Orleans is going to take that game easy. But, you know, congrats for getting in on a 500 record. Yeah, for sure. I, I think uh, they may have saved Matt Nagy's job and my, may have bought – um, Mitchell Trubisky a little more time, but you know, two playoff appearances in, in three years really isn't bad. I mean, that's, that's pretty good for, for what they have. Uh, are the saints well, the better team? Yes. But Sam, we've seen three years in a row. Now the saints have lost some tough playoff games at the end of games. Do you think they can, they, they will get over the hump and get a victory? Oh, definitely. The New Orleans saints will get a victory and Chicago, <clears throat> Chicago is no friend to any head coach. Uh, ask Levy Smith. He got oh. fired after going. He got fired after going ten six years ago. Yeah. And that, and that that man that was that was one of the greats. Like in my one of the great defensive coordinators in my head. Oh but yeah. As a head coach, as a head coach, he was a hell of a head coach too. Yeah, I, I'll always uh, appreciate him uh, for the work he did with the Rams, and I think he's he is one of the more underrated coaches in football for sure. Hopefully, he gets another head coaching job here soon in the NFL. Uh, let's see here. We already talked about the three seed Seattle Seahawks hosting the LA Rams, uh, the Rams and Seahawks, they split the season series. So anything could happen. We've already talked about the Rams going up there next weekend. So we don't really need to break that down. Uh, if you have a prediction, you, you think, I, I, I know where your heart is. You're just, you're being honest. Do you think the Rams have no shot in that game? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Rams go up there and upset Seattle. I'm gonna say it right now. I think it's gonna be close. It's gonna be semi low scoring, but there's gonna be there's gonna be some scoring. I think there's gonna be a defensive. Uh, it's gonna be a big defensive battle. It's probably gonna end somewhere around somewhere around twenty one seventeen Seattle. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, we don't know what we're going to see from the Rams, really. Do, offensively, I think defensively they'll keep it close, but offensively, who knows? Uh, and then the other playoff game in the NFC next week is the number five-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will be on the road. They're either going to play the Washington Redskins, who are playing right now. Washington wins their in. If they lose, it'll be the Giants. So the, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to either be going to Washington, D.C. or to New York City. Uh, regardless of who who uh, wins the NFC East, uh, what do you think is going to happen in that matchup between the Bucks and Giants or the Bucks and Redskins? They'll destroy the Giants. Uh, that that will be that won't even be worth watching. Brady will go for like four touchdowns, and um, Fournette will probably run for another two. It'll be a bloodbath. But if they play Washington in a sick way, I see that being a, a good game. Mm-hmm. Because Washington actually kind of came on hot late in the season. They're, they're not spectacular, but they come on, they come in spurts. Mm-hmm. Some games they look pretty good. Uh, plus, I really want Alex Smith to get a victory. Oh man, that would be the story of the year if he could if he could uh, get in the playoffs and if he could uh, win a playoff game. Man, good for him after battling back from that injury. 
I, I saw a someone, I think someone posted that comeback player of the year should now be named after Alex Smith. And I completely agree. Oh, that, yeah, absolutely. Hands down, 100%. That, that would be very, very well-deserved. Um, I think one thing the Giants and the Redskins have in common and I think should worry the Buccaneers a bit is their defensive line. I think the front, uh, there's a pass rush. If they can get to Brady, get him uncomfortable, maybe off script or whatever, I think they could keep it close. But probably, you were probably right, with the Bucs will probably uh, start their pursuit at hosting a Super Bowl game uh, as uh, probably put up some points and beat whoever comes out of the NFC East. But how crazy is it, Sam, that uh, if if the Redskins win, they're going to be seven and nine hosting a playoff uh, game. If the Redskins lose tonight, it'll be the Giants hosting a playoff game at six and 10. I mean, are you okay with that? Or do you think there should be maybe uh, a note in the playoffs that, hey, if you don't, go above 500, you shouldn't host a game? Or do you like the division winner hosting? Uh, I like the division winner because it kind of it mixes things up. And it's, yeah. you know, this doesn't happen often. This is a weird, it's a weird year, as we knew already going into the season. So there are weirder things that happened in 2020 uh, going into the playoffs with a losing record and hosting another team. Shouldn't mm-hmm. shock anybody. Yeah. I'm well, fine with it. Well, the, uh, it should be, it's a nice opening weekend, I think, in the NFC for sure. Uh, whoever comes out of that, the lowest remaining seed will go to Green Bay, who will get the week off, and uh, they'll be able to get Lambeau Field nice and icy for whoever comes in there. Uh, that should be a fun following weekend. And I'll say this, Sam, they've already said that the game times for next week will be 10, 1.30, and uh, 5.15 or whatever, our time. Uh, the first time ever there will be three games. Each day, mind you, on Wild Card Weekend. So I think uh, that's going to be a blast having three standalone games to watch both Saturday and Sunday. Jeez, I am so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you're killing me. Sorry, that's that, now I really want to go to Vegas. I might actually make a day trip. <laughs> I mean, you got I'm Brett- serious. You got breakfast, lunch, and football for uh, as far as playoff games go on Saturday and Sunday should be a lot of fun. And isn't it funny, Sam, that some guy, okay, maybe some guys don't watch football because they don't like the politics in it and everything right now. But isn't it funny that some guys, some grown males can't sit and watch three football games in one day. They get like bored or something. I, I don't understand it personally. I know guys are busy and stuff too, but if you have the time, and just didn't really have the interest to watch three playoff football games. I, I don't know what to tell you. I know for you and me, it's going to be really easy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely easy. I woke up this morning. I went on a, I went on a long ass run, and then I sat down. I watched the morning games, the afternoon games, poured myself a whiskey, a few whiskeys, and then now I'm watching the night game and doing a podcast. It's how do you not watch? How do you not watch <laughs> football? I don't understand that. I, I don't get it either, but uh, I know there's other, there's other factors. People don't like a lot of the things that have gone on too. So I get it. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's look at the AFC. Now the Kansas city chiefs, they lost today to the chargers, but they weren't really playing. They had everything locked up. They, they sat some guys, Kansas city chiefs with the best record in football at 14 and two, they will have the week off uh, to, you know, hold on to their super bowl trophy and, and defend their title in two weeks. Uh, but as far as the rest of the AFC goes, uh, at the two seed, 
we will see the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills went 13-3, and one of the best seasons they've ever had. And uh, I wasn't uh, sold on them early on, but after seeing their body of work, I-, I think they're a force to be reckoned with. They are the two seed, and they will be hosting the number seven seed, Indianapolis Colts, who were not able to win the division today with Tennessee and their big win over the Texans late. Uh, Indianapolis is a seven seed. They're 11 and five. So out, outside of, let's see, there were three teams that made the play. Let's see, four teams that made the playoffs in the AFC at 11 and five, uh, which is pretty f- phenomenal. Uh, what do you, what do you got on that game? Indianapolis having to go to Buffalo in January. Um, I don't know what to make of that game. Really? I, I think Buffalo probably wins it, but I don't know. I, I'm this, I'm I'm right with you there. The, the AFC is first of all the AFC is far superior as we touched on last week, mm-hmm. but it's wide open in the AFC. I don't know, like everybody's good. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Indianapolis wins. There, there is no one in the AFC, not one team, that if they advance to the AFC Championship game or even the Super Bowl, that I would be like surprised by. Even, even, you know, the beloved Browns who, yes, congrats to them, did in fact get in the playoffs, those fighting Baker Mayfields. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan, you know, but I did see uh, some off the field stuff he did with a, with a sick Browns fan that I, I applaud him for him and his family, which I thought was great. Um, the, the Browns are the sixth seed. They're 11 and five. They will be at the Pittsburgh Steelers who they played. This week, they played today, and they got to go play Pittsburgh again, even though Pittsburgh didn't have Big Ben playing and sat out some other guys. This time, they'll be going up against the, the you know, uh, the, the full Pittsburgh team. So what do you make of that? Cleveland and Pittsburgh back-to-back weeks with one of it being uh, a playoff game. It's interesting. I, I, I still think it's going to be a close game, much uh, similar – to what we just saw even even though Ben's going to be playing I with Pittsburgh in the playoffs lately it's it's a coin flip Mm -hmm. so I I think I think Cleveland might upset him to be honest with you I don't want to say Baker's going to advance I don't hate him as much as you do but (laughs) I I don't know if I hate him it's like it's just annoyed by him but anyway go ahead well we'll take I will on Baker Mayfield I will tell you this real quick Take into consideration who he is now. Take okay. out the past. That's Take fair. out the past. Look at him lately. He's been quiet. He's not in the media. He's not. He's not talking shit. He's not making. He's not. He's quiet. He, I think he's he's maturing little by little. And if you if you watch him, he's he's actually doing a pretty good job. Uh, he's still not there though. So that's why. All in all, uh, I'm st- yeah. Actually, I'm still gonna go Cleveland. I think, Cleveland? I, I think Cleveland's going to take the. I'll tell you they this. They have the you, better overall team to me. Uh, I would buy that. I would buy. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that with what they've been doing. They've struggled a couple weekends in a row here, but Pittsburgh has just had a bad last fourth of the season. And I don't know, even though they're at home, I could see the Browns doing it. And wouldn't it be poetic for the Browns, who've kind of been the little brother to Pittsburgh for so long, to go into uh, Heinz Field and beat the, the, uh, the, the hated Steelers in a playoff game? Oh, <clears throat> it'd be the worst thing to happen in that stadium since uh, 
the Dark Knight Rises when the stadium gets blown up. <laughs> they rebuilt that thing so fast after that attack by uh, by Bane. And <laughs> yeah, I, man, I just uh, interesting stuff to yeah to say the least. Well, yeah, it should be an interesting game next week. I I hope it's some bad weather and it's just more AFC North football. You know, uh, punching each other yeah. in the mouth and just cold. And I, I would love like a, a twelve to ten game. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, the other game in the AFC is a rematch of probably the biggest upset in the playoffs last year. It'll be the five seed Baltimore Ravens going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, You know, Tennessee went into Baltimore last year and shocked the AFC's best team. Uh, The MVP, Lamar Jackson, that just shocked everybody. I don't think the Ravens will, uh, first of all, they're, they're not the favorite in this game. Um, they are the ones who have to kind of pull the upset. And I think what's intriguing there is not Lamar Jackson necessarily, because I, I think he's going to put up some numbers. Tennessee's defense is not what it was last year. I think the real storyline is can Baltimore stop Derek Henry. And by stop, I mean, keep him under like 120 yards. Can anybody, I don't know. (laughs) I, after actually after today's game, I started doing a little stats, which uh, in my opinion, he deserves the MVP this year. Okay. Uh, especially after today's game, but he went three games this season with over 200 yards. Wow. And a total of 10 games of over a hundred yards. Wow. And he's got 16, he's got 16 TDs to boot on top of that. Like, come on, dude. It doesn't, it, all you do is hold on for dear life with that, with that guy. Yeah. You, oh. you hold you hold him. He, he was held to 50 yards in one game, 80 yards in another game, stuff like that. But like, it's, it, it's who he, who he, who he is. He's just going to keep, he's just going to keep going forward. And it's, it's amazing what he's doing. I still think Baltimore takes this game. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you got, you got Baltimore over Tennessee, Cleveland over Pittsburgh and you're probably going to say Buffalo over Indy, would you say? No, I'm going to go Indy. You're going to go Indy with the big upset and just rip the hearts out of the Bills Mafia, those, those, those fans who have, are going to drink tonight until the game next week, and you're just going to take that, that greatest season they've ever had from them? Josh Allen has no playoff experience. Uh, no playoff wins. Say that. Remember last year when he tried that like behind the back yeah. thing in Houston or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take somebody like Philip Rivers over him. Just I, now, see that's the point because Rivers is on his Rivers is on his way out. Yeah, and he's played in the playoffs. I mean, he 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 won a playoff game recently a couple years ago with the Chargers. Even so, he's got some experience in those games. And do I think the better team is Buffalo? Yeah, I, I do. I think they have more weapons. Uh, but man, how? how poetic would it be that Frank Reich, the head coach of the Colts is going into Buffalo, a place he played for many seasons as a backup quarterback and had himself probably the best performance by a backup quarterback in a playoff game uh, of of all time. Then he's going to take his team in there to, uh, to play Buffalo. I mean, it's so funny when things like that happen, isn't it? Like you couldn't like script that really. Yeah. You know, everything comes in full circle. Mm -hmm. Um, players become coaches coaches become uh, gms it's it's bound to happen at some point but it's really it's really like magical when you actually get to see it happen yeah oh it's phenomenal and and i'm very excited 
uh, about uh, next weekend. And Sam, think of this next weekend. I mean, make sure you stay seated for this. You got three NFL games on Saturday, three playoff games on Saturday. You got three playoff games on Sunday. And then after all that's said and done, you get to relax on Monday night, January the 11th and watch Ohio state and Alabama for the national title. Yeah. That's how I, that's That's what I think too. That's the sound of the weekend. <laughs> Friday night, make sure you get to bed early. Just get, you know, be well rested because there's a lot of uh, postseason football to watch next weekend. Yeah, where was I? Um, there was another wild card weekend that was like that. It wasn't three games a day, but, but I was in Vegas. I was in downtown. And what is that? What is that hotel on the end of downtown? On the very end of downtown. It's the like grand? a big red. I don't know. It, I forgot what it's called, but I, we, I went in there and that's where I watched Clemson win the national title in uh, oh. 2017, was it? 16, 17? Yeah, I think I they beat Alabama. Yeah, but that, like that, that was, that way, you just reminded me of that weekend because I was there for all football and you got <laughs> me a little uh, worked up. Nice. Nice, nice. Well, um, it's going to be an exciting weekend. I can't wait. We will definitely try to record late Sunday night after that third and final game is played so we can react. We'll have to uh, stay up a little later next Sunday. We'll just, hey, try to plan ahead, Sam. You got to, you got to, now that you're in show business, you got to be ready to deliver late at night, even when you got to go to work the next day. I have to be sober? I didn't say that. I don't have you on this show to to, to be sober necessarily. I I understand what weekends are like for you or any day of the week. Yeah. Who the (laughs) hell can get through life sober? (laughs) Well, Hey, on that note, why don't you uh, go make yourself some top ramen and and have it, have another whiskey and start your year off. Right. Uh, 2021. I can't believe it's here. Um, Man, it's going to be a wild time in, in the world of football. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a fun playoffs. It, it's it's the time of year I wait for mm-hmm. all year, and then when this is over, we get March Madness if they don't cancel it. Ah, I know, yeah, I know. We'll we'll just stay. It's just all these different uh, things that happen throughout the year. Hopefully, they're back to normal or close to it anyway. And Sam, we're gonna continue to have you on on Mondays uh, to talk about fights or basketball or I have a whole nother list of things and topics that I wouldn't mind sharing with you much like we kind of did in the middle of our segment today. So it won't have to be all sports in the future, but we'll always talk a little bit about sports. Speaking of sports, Ryan Garcia, that, that oh my God, that rib shot. Yes. Holy crap. He, he dropped him. He really Mullins, dropped Luke, is Campbell. His name? Luke Campbell. Campbell Campbell. I always want to say Mullins for some reason. <laughs> Well, how about, well, that said, how about Campbell with the, the knockdown of Garcia? I've never seen Garcia hit like that. He went down hard. Yeah. He, he, he flat out left himself open. It was, yeah. it was, it was a good game plan by Campbell. Oh, yeah. It was very, it was a very good game plan. It just didn't last because Ryan Garcia is superior. He's, so he's, he's, tw- he's 22 years old. There's still a lot of holes in him, in his, um, in his boxing style, but you know, he's, He's getting there. He's got he's got a he's got Canelo to train him to help, to help him out. So. Definitely in, uh, supporting him. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to really talk about that, but that was a big fight over the weekend. Uh, the young up and coming phenom, really, in Ryan Garcia, uh, who's going to take over boxing uh, by storm. I think much like Tiafimo Lopez is, uh, Ryan Garcia is uh, is quite an athlete, and 
a lot of fun to watch. Uh, big win over Luke Campbell over the weekend. Uh, we will definitely talk more boxing and MMA in the future, Sam, but we had to get through the playoff, uh, you know, predictions and everything with the NFL. I can't believe the 2020 season is done and we're going into playoffs. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this, enjoy it, my brother, because it's going to go fast. Yeah, hopefully we get a uh, hopefully we get a good playoffs, and then we get an announcement for uh, Masvidal Covington coming soon. Oh man, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna really go into depth into some fighting and uh, yeah. in, in the future here. We're really gonna have some good conversations, and and I might even get you into some hockey here in the, uh, very soon. I can't wait for the LA Kings to get going here. I, I'm I'm into hockey. I, I don't I'm not religious about it like I am with football. Mm-hmm. I, I like watching it. It's fun. It's like actually the last real sport. The, um, I'll tell you the last game I went to and, uh, and I went and saw the LA Kings play. It wasn't one person in there that was kneeling for the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Very well said. Well, uh, looking forward to chatting with you next week. I really, really hope it is after a Rams playoff win. But uh, either way, Sam, we'll be sipping on something either in sorrow or celebration. So uh, until next time, my brother, we will talk to you next week. You think positive. I'll be realistic about the Rams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah. Well, we'll talk next week. That sounds good, man. It sounds good. Thanks for coming on and uh, looking forward to it. All right. Me too. Later. Thanks so much to Sam Hersema for coming on the program and talking some football with me as we look ahead, look forward to the NFL playoffs next weekend, as well as the college football national championship game on Monday. There will be plenty to chat about next weekend as we break down the playoff games and look ahead to the college football national championship game Monday night. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Sam, appreciate you taking the time out of your day and man as football wraps up here we're gonna have to come up with some other things to talk about i have talked with sam off the air about some of the different topics and things that'll come up and uh, we're going to continue to keep this going so be prepared out there for some more conversations with sam hersema on mondays uh, much like you hear bill bill barnes every wednesday on the weekly wednesday weigh-in i'm thinking sam's going to be here probably most of the time on mondays as we record on sunday nights or afternoons or whenever we record uh, but that's kind of the plan for now and moving forward and i'm very happy that sam is willing to uh, join me each and every week it's been a lot of fun and looking forward to many more episodes well guys wednesday we will be joined by bill barnes on the weekly wednesday weigh-in as mentioned i know last week uh, he was part of a a group of people uh, talking on a Zoom call, some of his fans and loyal listeners. This week, it'll be just me and him back to normal. Kick off our 2021, right? First show with Bill Barnes of our second season. So that should be a lot of fun. There's plenty to talk about. We'll get his reaction about uh, the playoff uh, that are upcoming, maybe some of the other topics in sports, as well as uh, what New Year's means to him, kind of turning the page on this uh, crazy 2020. And I might even ask Bill... Uh, if he has any stories from New Year's Eve and his line of work as a cop, I'm sure he, he will have a couple for us. But uh, again, if you have any questions for Bill, be sure to send those in. Get those in by Tuesday morning if you can so that I can 
uh, relay that to Bill as we record probably sometime on Tuesday. And uh, there's many different ways to reach out to us, as you guys are well aware. But we're looking forward to Bill Barnes on Wednesday and the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Send us an email, contact us through social media uh, for questions, content suggestions, or if you just want to vent about your favorite sports team, whatever the case is, we are here to listen and would love to hear from you just like you hear from us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on the Get Home Safe Podcast. Well, it's Monday, the first Monday of 2021. I hope uh, it was off. We're off to a good start. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, more rambling from me on Wednesday and Friday this week. I'll be sure to tell you about our guest on Friday, probably at the end of Bill's episode on Wednesday. But for now, you're just going to have to wait and see. And uh, that'll also make you tune in on Wednesday to uh, Bill's episode or whenever you uh, you do tune into that. We greatly appreciate all of the support we continue to receive here at the podcast. Well, guys, that's about enough for me. Sorry for rambling. Uh, there's a few other things I will talk about with Bill on Wednesday uh, and also in the intro before his show. Some more things I got to get off my chest. Uh, if you have any suggestions, again, send those uh, questions or uh, whatever the case is. Send it in. We would love to hear from you. Guys, thanks for joining us. It's been a great 2020 as far as the podcast goes, I'll say. But as far as uh, the year itself, we all know what it was like for most of us. But anyway, here's to a new year, 2021. Uh, Looking forward to many, many more good things here on the podcast. And I appreciate all of you for joining us. Guys, no matter what you're doing out there, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.